Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Flyers Daily for Sunday, March 27th. Flyers road trip continues today. Game four of a five-game road trip. They will be in Nashville to take on the Predators. Puck drop coming up tonight. Rare time, 6 o'clock in Nashville. They'll wrap up the road trip coming up Tuesday in Minnesota. But the uh, consecutive games of teams headed to the playoffs will continue at Wells Fargo Center a week from yesterday, April 2nd, against Toronto. Then the Flyers will head back on the road as the consecutive games of playoff Bound teams continues then as well with the New York Rangers on Sunday. So back-to-back games Saturday and Sunday next week. And then Tuesday, a home-and-home with Columbus on Tuesday, Thursday. Tuesday's game at Wells Fargo in Columbus on Thursday. Then it's Anaheim, Washington, Rangers, Buffalo with a home-and-home. Toronto, Montreal, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Winnipeg, and Ottawa. And that takes us to the end of the 2021-22 NHL season for the Flyers. They will not be headed to the postseason But there is still something to play for. I'll get to that in a moment. Now, we saw this Nashville Predators team uh, for Claude Giroux's 1,000th game just a couple of uh, weeks ago at this point. Uh, It was back on March 17th, of course, on St. Paddy's Day. Uh, Pretty magical night at Wells Fargo Center. And Nashville coming into this game tomorrow, 11th in the NHL in goals for 3.23 goals per game. When it comes to allowing uh, goals, uh, they're one of the better teams in the NHL, getting really good goaltending from UC Soros this season. They are 12th in goals allowed at 2.89. They allow the 12th fewest goals per game. Uh, The power play clicking at 24.6%. Pretty good. It's been a pretty good power play this season for that team, and they are 6th in the NHL. And then you look at the penalty kill for the Nashville Predators, about middle of the pack. Exactly, middle of the pack, 16th in the league at 79.6%. But the Flyers will be back at it coming up tomorrow, coming off that loss, 6-3 loss against the Colorado Avalanche. And when you look at the standings right now, I'm kind of thinking draft order at this point, only one team has been mathematically eliminated from the postseason. That is the Montreal Canadiens. They have 44 points. Arizona's got 44 as well, but uh, not mathematically eliminated in the Western Conference just yet. Seattle Kraken with 46 points. The Devils and Ottawa Senators with 51 points, and the Flyers 53 points, uh, two points less than the Buffalo Sabres at 55. And each of those teams have played 65 games. So we're coming down to the final part of the regular season here, the final month, if you will. Uh, about less than a quarter of the games on an 82 game schedule uh, remain for the Flyers. And right now, if the uh, season were to end today, which it doesn't, they would have the sixth worst record in the NHL. Montreal, uh, Arizona, Seattle, New Jersey, Ottawa, and then the Flyers, which would leave them a 7.6% chance to land the top overall pick and a 7.9% chance to learn this to earn the second overall pick. The most likely pick they would end up with would be the seventh pick in the draft at 43%, uh, the sixth pick in the draft 30%, and the eighth pick would be 11.5%. So we'll see how it plays out. That's all for the offseason, but we got to get from now until the offseason. And two of the guys I want to talk about in this episode, I spent a lot of time on Carter Hart in that last episode about should he have been pulled in that game against Colorado. And if you didn't hear it, you can go back. I state the case as to why I think that was not the right decision to make in that game. And you got to battle through. And, you know, part of being a professional athlete and part of being 
a pro is battling through when things aren't good. And some of that is also battling through when you're dealing with injury and doing what you can to get back. Not only because you want to be a part of the team, you want to be a good teammate, you want to contribute, but also for your game. Because getting back this season can prove to be very beneficial for some players going into next season. Now, we've seen some pretty significant injuries this year, whether it's Ryan Ellis, who's played four games, Sean Couturier, who has missed a ton, uh, was there at the beginning of the season, playing well, as a matter of fact, and unfortunately had to have surgery, not coming back this season. Ellis is not coming back. We'll see if he ends up getting surgery or if they find a way to uh, to avoid that. And also Kevin Hayes, who had a, an off-season surgery at the end of last season, at the end of the 2021 season. And then as the team was getting together for captain skates and pre-training camp workouts, tweaked it again, had to go back in, get another surgery, and then eventually came back, did not look like Kevin Hayes, did not look like he was anything close to 100%. As a matter of fact, I would probably estimate it from just the eye test that he was about 60 to 65%. That's how significant the drop-off was in his mobility and his play and everything else. And then he had to have that cleanup procedure. Now, some looked at it, at it as a third surgery. It wasn't a third surgery. It was more just to stem off an infection that had developed. And sometimes when you have core surgeries, that's exactly what can happen. And uh, Kevin had that procedure done. But he came back on March 5th. And since he's come back this time, you're seeing a much different player. And that's perhaps some of the greatest news that you could see as a Flyer fan coming out of this season and the remainder of this season. Now, prior to coming back in March, Kevin Hayes had played 20 games so far this season. He had three goals, nine assists in those 20 games, and was averaging 15 minutes and 51 seconds of ice time. He came back March 5th, and since then, he's now played 11 games where he has four goals, eight assists, and 12 points, and is averaging 18 minutes and 51 seconds of ice time. So three more minutes of ice time, and obviously a lot more, a lot more productive. I mean, more goals in the 11 games than he had in the 20 total, uh, way more, uh, more assists in those 11 games than he had in the 20. He's got 12 points in those 11 games, and he had nine points in 20 games prior. And you can just see from the eye test that he looks like a different player. He not only looks like a different player from earlier this season, but he also looks like a different player from last season. And from what I understand, the core injury that he had last season really limited him most of the season. It was one that you try to play through. You try and play through the pain, the discomfort. But when you're dealing with a core in a sport like hockey, especially with skating and how much torque and pressure you put on your core, very difficult uh, to just say, hey, suck it up, deal with the pain, and push through it. Your body just doesn't allow you to do that. And your body isn't capable of doing the things that it, it's capable of as a hockey player when you're 100%. And Kevin, he, and I still don't think he is at 100%, but I think he looks more like Kevin Hayes of 1920, the first year with the Flyers, than he does Kevin Hayes since then. And that could turn out to be a huge 
Boone for the Flyers. He is an incredibly important piece, even more so now with the absence of Claude Giroux. Now that he has been traded, I don't think that Claude Giroux will be coming back. So Kevin Hayes going forward is a huge element to this team getting back to being a much better team and a team that can battle for the playoffs. Is Kevin Hayes getting back to that level enough? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if he's Kevin Hayes of 1920, it's an area that you thought maybe was going to be a huge issue that won't be an issue. Now, if you can get Sean Couturier back to pre-injury Sean Couturier, then that, now you'd have Hayes, Couturier, and then presumably at this point, Morgan Frost as your third-line center. Morgan's played better late, but we have to see how he does down the stretch. Is he going to stay in the middle, or is he going to be moved to a wing? What's Where is he more suited to play? That all remains to be determined. Those are questions for the offseason. But Sean Couturier is also a guy that, when healthy this season, played very well. Now, Sean Couturier, in the first 10 games of the season, and from what I understand, did some digging here, uh, the injury came pretty early in the season. I think it was around uh, game 8 or 9 of the season. We started to see the effects around game 11. So game 10, uh, games 1 through 10 of the season, Sean Couturier played the first 10 games, and in those games he had 5 goals, 7 assists uh, for 12 points, was a plus 3, and averaged over 20 minutes and 26 seconds of ice time. Okay, the remaining 19 games that Sean Couturier played, he had one goal, four assists, five points, and was a minus nine. Still averaged 20 minutes of ice time. His faceoff percentage started dropping. That's always a sign that a player like Sean Couturier is dealing with injury. And you started to see the signs that something was amiss with Sean Couturier. And we had him on the podcast a couple weeks ago. And it was something that with his back, he just said he just couldn't. Uh, it just kept nagging him and getting worse and worse and that it was just painful, and it was hard to sleep, and all of those things, and they thought it best to go in, get it fixed, and resolve the problem instead of trying to manage the problem. Hopefully, it did resolve. Hopefully, he's back to Sean Couturier next year. But, you know, I see a lot of this on social media that, oh, he's 29, he's over the hill, he's a broken-down player, he came in as a young guy, he's played a lot. Yeah, those he has played a lot in the NHL, especially for his age, but he is not done. The first 10 games of the season, he looked like Sean Couturier of the last four years. That didn't all of a sudden evaporate, but he is also now going to be coming off a back surgery. So to have some concern, there's nothing wrong with that. But if he can get back to being Sean Couturier, the one we've seen the last four seasons, and Kevin Hayes can get back to being the 2000. 1920 version of Kevin Hayes, this team looks far, far different. If you have a healthy Ryan Ellis in there as well, again, huge question mark there. I mean, is there a bigger question mark that the Flyers are dealing with than Ryan Ellis moving forward? I don't think so because so much A, depends on it. B, he's such an important piece because of where he plays. And C, the player that he is when healthy versus what you have to put in his place. Now, Cam York has been good in his place of late, adjusting to the right side, playing top pair. I really liked what I've seen out of Cam York's game, and he's got something that Ryan Ellis has, and that's that ability to make a great first pass 
or stretch the ice and go from a transition turnover uh, by the opposition in the neutral zone and a pass from either the top of the circles in his own D zone or the blue line, his own blue line, to the other blue line and send a player in. We saw that on the Zach McEwen goal. We saw that on a goal the other day by Travis Konechny where he a quick up to Kevin Hayes at the blue line. Uh, Cam York is one of those guys that's going to be a great passer at the NHL. I think he's already a really good passer at the NHL. I think that element of his game is going to only grow and get better too. Plus, he's getting better at defending. He's denying entries with an active stick at the blue line. And again, this is all on the right side where he's never really played at a high level uh, in any other uh, of his stops, whether at the University of Michigan, the National Team Development Program, in the AHL with the Phantoms. He's doing this at the NHL level, and it's been really impressive. And couple that with the steady play on that right side, and all of a sudden you see Ivan Provorov's play improve as well because there's consistency, knowing where your partner is, and a guy that you don't feel like you have to compensate for his presence. Maybe that's part of the struggles that Ivan Provorov was dealing with. But again, if you can go into next season with Kevin Hayes being back where he was a couple of years ago and Sean Couturier back to the player he's been for so long, things look a little bit different for the Flyers in that scenario, don't they? Still have a lot of work to do in the offseason. Chuck Fletcher's got work to do. Got to see the next coaches. They still need high-end talent, especially with uh, the departure of Claude Giroux. But it's a couple less boxes to check and maybe a little something less to worry about. We shall see. Flyers and Predators coming up today in Nashville. We'll break it down tomorrow on a Monday edition of Flyers Daily. So join us then. Everybody have a great Sunday. Enjoy your hockey tonight, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily.